Hi friends, welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast where we are calling women of strength to arise and shine in their purpose for the glory of God in every sphere of society. I'm Anianti Sanchez and I know that through this podcast, God will speak to you and show you your authority in Christ to speak life and arise and shine in your God-given purpose. Follow and subscribe to the podcast. Join us every Monday at 9 a.m. as you start your week and your workday. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, don't forget to share and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date, follow me on Instagram at Anianti Sanchez. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Arise and Shine. I'm so happy to be with you guys. And um, this week, we're going to be uh, closing out our series on the Sermon on the Mount. And um, I'm kind of going to skip over a few verses. Um, ooh, shocker. Uh, just to get to kind of the passage that I want to focus on today. Um, chapter six is so, so rich and there's so much to cover. I mean, we have the Lord's prayer in the beginning. We have, um, you know, Jesus talking about fasting. We have Jesus talking about giving. Um, we have, uh, Jesus talking about possessions. Um, and then it ends with, um, the whole passage on do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink. Um, for God knows that you need these things and he wants to provide them for you. And then he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And so that's the passage I want to focus on today. So I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. Um, so I'm reading from the HCSB version. I'm like switching ver versions every week, but this is my journaling Bible, HCSB. Um, yeah, so let's start in verse 25. This is why I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add a single cubit to his height by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Learn how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin or thread or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the idolaters eagerly seek all these things and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of his own. Amen. So good. Um, so this passage specifically is one of my all-time favorite passages in the Bible, and a, a passage that God has used just time and time again in my life 
to um, remind me to seek his kingdom and to remind me that he always will provide for me. And so I have quite a story time. So it's kind of different than the previous weeks as we just go like, we just go in on every single verse. But um, this is a passage that I feel like God has, like I've lived out in my life and I've seen it fulfilled in my life. Um, and I can testify to that. And um, so basically, I mean, honestly, for me, this passage of just seeing, seek first the kingdom of God um, really was like my key verse when I first became a Christian. Um, you know, I think I've told my story on here before, but, um, you know, being raised Catholic and then um, deciding to get baptized again, but as a, you know, in a Protestant Christian church. And so obviously, yes, same God, same Bible, but just a different church. And so, and I was 16. Can't remember. It was 2015. So I was 16. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm, that's right. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I got baptized in 2016. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and that was the year that I graduated. I was senior in high school. Um, so yeah, it was, it was 2015. And, um, basically, you know, I like going into my senior year, I knew that I being a young Christian, like a baby Christian, that I needed a, an environment where I would thrive and flourish. And that was a big reason why I chose Biola and why I even thought of Biola to begin with. I didn't even know it existed until I searched for my initial major, which was public relations and journalism. And so Biola happened to be like literally one of the only schools on the West Coast that had it. And I was not going to, I didn't want to go to the East Coast anymore. Um, I wanted to stay close to my family. And so um, and then I found out it was a private Christian school and I was like, oh, wow, great. Like this is, I'd, I had never really thought of Christian college, a Christian university. But once I found out about it, I was like, oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Cause you know, Biola basically like everyone who applies there it, and who works there is a profession, professing uh, Christian. And so obviously like that's not a hundred percent true, but you know, for the most part, yes, majority, yes. And the teachers and the program and the classes, all of that is Christian. And so I was like, okay, great. Like I'm gonna, like I applied to other schools as well, but really I, my heart was like, I really hope I get into Biola. And, um, you know, it just all, it all really worked out. And so, um, and going into that, so I ended up, you know, um, admitting, I guess, is that what it's called? Yeah. Admitting to Biola. Um, they were giving me like a huge financial aid package. So basically I wouldn't even, I would have to pay like, like almost nothing out of pocket to go. Obviously I have school loans, but I had a scholarship as well for the public relations and journalism. Um, and it was a merit scholarship. And if I would have stayed the course with, with public relations, it would have amounted to $12,000 over the course of four years, which that's a lot of money, okay, when you are a broke college student and, you know, 
have a part-time job, but you're a full-time student, you know? Um, and especially because in my family, I was the first to go to university. My mom had gone to like some junior college, but, um, you know, pretty much I was first generation. And so anyway, getting this opportunity was so amazing. And, you know, in my head, I thought, yeah, great. Like I'm going to do public relations. That's how I'm going to honor God. And that's not what God had in store. So (laughs) as it always goes, right. So, um, the, the, I ended up dorming and my dorm floor was called seek. Um, and it was based off of Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And my RA at the time printed out those verses, the, that key verse and, um, you know, gave it to us in all of our dorm rooms and which I thought was really sweet. And I was just like, wow, like I, I was so encouraged by that. And, you know, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Um, and so, you know, and that's kind of, like, I think the choice to just go to a Christian university was, was big in my family because no one, no one went to college and no one went to much less a Christian education, you know, and even like in my high school, only like, I think there were only two other people who decided to choose Biola. Everyone else like chose different schools. I don't even think Azusa was a big one at at my high school. And so, obviously not a popular decision for the place that I lived in and the family that I came from. So it was, it was a big step that I was taking to seek God's kingdom, you know, and, and to seek uh, a Christian education and, you know, environment and roommate and all of that. And so, um, that first semester at Biola, I started going to Freedom House and it was really just like, I was seeking God. I wanted more. Like I was just, I was just yearning and longing to grow in Christ. And, um, you know, obviously I wasn't perfect or anything. Like I was struggling, you know, getting out of the relationship that I was in. And, and I kept going back, um, to my ex that year. Um, but I was healing and growing and I just needed, uh, an empowering community, a godly community to, you know, push me and challenge me to the person that God was calling me to become. And so anyway, I start going to Freedom House and I was really just asking God, like, what is my calling? Like, what is, what do you want me to do with my life? Because I had no sense of like direction. I had no sense of like what God wanted me to do other than like, you know, I thought I'm good at public relations. I could make a career out of this. I could make a lot of money. Um, and you know, that's how I'm going to honor God. But I really was like surrendering all of that and just asking God, what do you want me to do? And so, um, I went to my church's conference that year. It was the first conference they ever had put on. And I received like, like so many prophetic words from God, both through other people praying for me and also like who didn't even know me by the way. And also just God speaking to me himself in prayer. And I remember after that conference, like all I could, all I could think about, like even when I was doing my homework, like all I could write about and think about was, was God and like scripture and ministry and, and our purpose on earth. And 
I couldn't even focus on like the the public relations related homework I needed to do. Um, and so in that moment, like God spoke to me and was just like, you should change your major to biblical studies. And I was like, what? I don't want to do that. Like, I don't know what that is, you know? And, um, so I just like, I was like, I have no idea, you know? And, but I waited, like I went to class, my PR class, and I was just like instantly so like bored. Like I was just like, oh, like, you know, God changed my heart and was like, there's something else that I'm calling you to, you know? And, and so I just had to follow that, you know? So, but the thing was that in order to, um, switch my major, I would have to forfeit my scholarship. So basically I'd have to say bye to those $12,000, um, in order to switch my major and basically pay more out of pocket. And it would be just more of an, it would be like, um, honestly hard to make ends meet, you know, um, in terms of like, you know, where are we going to pull that money from? Like, I don't have any savings, like who's going to pay for that type of thing. And like, even though, yes, I was working part-time, it wasn't enough to, you know, cover like staying on campus and dorming and all of that. And so, um, yeah, so I remember telling my parents like, Hey, I'm going to change my major to biblical studies. And they were just like, why? And I was like, well, God told me to do it. (laughs) And it's like, if your child is telling you, God told me to do this, like, how do you even like respond to that? How do you say like, no, like God didn't tell you that, you know? So both of my parents being so like supportive and loving, were just like, okay, well, if God told you to do that, then even though at the time, like my parent, my dad, like really didn't believe. And he, you know, is kind of still in that place in his faith. And my mom at the time wasn't really, wasn't a believer either. And so anyway, they were both still supportive, um, which I'm grateful for. But it was like a big sacrifice for me to, to really sacrifice those $12,000 and be like, oh my gosh, God, like, how am I going to do this? You know? And I really came back to that verse of seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And what I want to say about that is like the Bible doesn't say like all things, like everything that you want, you know, but it's talking about food, clothing, and where is it? Oh yeah. Like eat, drink, uh, what you will wear. And that's pretty much it. So it's like not even a place to stay, you know, but it's like, it's very obvious that Jesus is saying, you know, don't worry about where your next meal is going to come from, or don't worry about where, um, what, what you're going to wear, you know, what clothes you're going to put on your body, because God knows that you need these things and he's going to provide them for you when you seek his kingdom first, you know, and have faith. And so what God was teaching me through that scripture was just, you know, when we seek God's kingdom first and when we follow God's calling on our lives, he is, he knows what we need. He, he's going to provide for us at the very least to keep us alive. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You know, at the end of the day, as long as I'm 
if I, if I, my body is nourished and I have clothes on my back, I mean, that's all I need. And I know that's pretty radical to think, but you know, and I still, I still feel this way. I still think this way. Obviously I, I have so many luxuries and blessings in my life. I have, you know, an iPhone 13 and like a laptop and, you know, an apartment and a car and all these things. But, you know, at that time in my life, like I was just a student and I really, you know, didn't have anything to my name. If anything, I just had loans (laughs) to my, to my name. And so, um, I really had to lay it down all on the line and just say, God, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to seek first your kingdom. And your word says that you're going to provide my needs, that you're going to make sure that I don't go hungry and you're going to make sure that I have clothes on my body. And if that's it, like that's all I need, you know? And it's like, sometimes we have to get to that level of surrender. You know, all of us do because nothing in our life is promised. This verse is not saying, you know, you're going to have the car of your dreams, the house of your dreams, the family of your dreams, the everything of your dreams. No, it's not all about your wants, but it's what God knows you need. And how many of us know what we think we need and what God knows we need are two very different things. They can be very different things. You know, like we say, I need my coffee, like for example, me. But if I truly, truly had to go without it, like obviously, yes, I would go without it. But it's a want and I want it, you know, Um, or, you know, in bigger ways, like if we say I need this type of car or I need this type of wardrobe, I need this type of, you know, material blessing in my life. And truly, most times we don't need like that, you know, elite version of that material possession that we want, you know, it's nice to have a nice car, but really we just need a car. And honestly, sometimes you don't even need a car. You can just get a bus pass or, you know, ride a bike or something. It's like, um, I know that's like very, I don't know, countercultural, especially, you know, for us living in America and living in California, you know, but really all we need is God. All we need is his, is his provision. And it just challenges our faith you know, to lay it all on the line and say, God, as long as you're providing for me, I'm going to seek your kingdom. You know, I'm going to seek your kingdom because I know you're going to provide for my needs and I don't have to be afraid. You know, I think so many people miss out on the calling of God or skip out on it and don't decide to be obedient because they're afraid that they're going to lose something in the process. They're going to lose, you know, financial standing in my case, you know, losing that scholarship, which meant a lot to me, you know, but I had to really like just think about it and think like, do I want to have like that security of doing something like of that, that security of, of knowing like, okay, I'm not going to have to pay 12,000 more dollars to stay through school. Like I can just get my PR major and just go with that, you know? Um, or, you know, go against my fears, overcome my fears to say, I know it's going to be hard and I don't know exactly what the road looks like. I have actually no idea, you know, um, but you know, am I going to, am I going to just lose out on what God is calling me to out of fear? 
you know, out of fear of like, is God going to provide, you know, and the, I had to stick with this promise, this verse and say, no, God knows all the things that I need. And he's going to add all these things to me. As long as I'm seeking first his kingdom, that's the promise. That's the blessing that is over our lives when we are obedient to his call. And so I didn't know where that provision was going to come from. I didn't know what God would call me to after college, um, after getting my degree. I had no clue, like zero, you know. And so fast forward a little bit and, you know, my my sophomore year, like I just, I couldn't afford to live on campus anymore without having like a reason to be there, a, a job or something and, you know, I ended up becoming an RA and it was such a God thing. And it allowed me to stay on campus and work, you know, and I saw that as God's provision. And all throughout going through Biola, like I never went without, you know, like, yes, there were times where, you know, I just, I didn't have enough money for like gas or, you know, um, obviously I had a meal plan, but like, I didn't have like, a ton of money to go shopping and, you know, get all the clothes I wanted to wear, all the things that I wanted, you know, but I was just trusting Lord that you're going to provide and you're going to, you know what I need and you're going to provide my daily bread and the clothes on my back. And even though it's not maybe the, 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 you know, like trendiest thing, like a lot of thrift store, you know, thrift shopping, you know, that's, that's how I got a lot of my clothes just to be like more just saving my resources. You know, it's like Paul says, like, I know how to abound. I know how to live with a lot of stuff and I know how to be brought low. I know how to be humbled. I know how to live on very little resources. And he says, I know the secret to being content in all circumstances. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's what the verse is really about is how to be content with what you have. And he's specifically talking about being in abundance, you know, when people give generously to his ministry and being in lack or being, you know, with very little resources when people aren't giving to his ministry as much. Cause that's, that's what he did. He was a tent maker and he was a minister of the gospel and he was primarily supported by the churches that would give him money and just to, you know, basically preach the gospel you know, that's what, that was God providing for him. And so he didn't always have every, like, you know, all the abundance, but when he did have it, he was like, great. When he didn't have it, he's like, I can do all these things through Christ, you know? And so fast forward a few years and, you know, I graduate, it's 2020 and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to get a job. Like obviously 2020, like I knew a lot of, uh, teachers that were like str not struggling but just like you know either just just it was like a weird time for education obviously because everything was in lockdown so things were just changing and so I was like I don't know if I can find a job in this kind of job market you know people are getting laid off it's COVID people are working from home like what is going to happen so I was just like Lord I don't know, like I, at the time I was, um, so I graduated and, um, I got blessed with being able to manage apartments. And so I had my own apartment 
And that was a huge, huge blessing from God. Like I was like, wow, I have my own place to call home. And at the time, you know, Gabe and I were dating. So it was like, okay, God was making a way and a place for us to uh, get married and, you know, financially be able to um, have the resources to move in together. And that was a big deal for us. And we really wanted to have our own place. And so um, that was like, wow, like fulfillment of the promise, right? Seek first to God's kingdom. He will provide. And he provided this shelter for us. You know, he provided this home for us. And on top of that, um, so I was like, I was content. I was working at In-N-Out and I was like, you know, if I just like stick with this apartment and In-N-Out, it's going to be great. And so I'm just going to stick with this. Like, I'm not going to look for a job because, you know, what's out there. And that's probably not a good way of thinking, but, you know, I was just discouraged like with COVID. And so it's craziest thing. I think it was like Gabe and I had just gotten engaged and one of my previous uh, directors in a ministry that I had interned for, he reached out to me and just asked me, hey, do you want a job teaching Bible in high school and leading discussions? And I was like, like literally my jaw dropped, like, uh, duh, you know, <laughs> like how could I not say yes to that? And so, and this was like in the summer of 2020 and I was just like, wow, 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 wow. And I was just like, Lord, you really do provide, like I'm seeing this fulfillment of your word, seek for the kingdom of God. And you're now providing, you provided this apartment, you know, Gabe and I just got engaged and now I just got offered a job, like a career job type. And I just like, obviously it was just such a huge testimony. And, you know, I told my parents about it and they were just so overjoyed and happy for me. And it was just all God. Cause I, I didn't even look for that job. It just fell into my lap through the connection that I had with, with, um, the director that I had worked for. And it was just like such a huge blessing and helped us a lot, helped me with the wedding, like, cause we didn't know how we were going to pay for our wedding, you know? Um, and so it just like, it just was a huge, huge blessing. Like I couldn't even describe, it was just straight from heaven, you know, that job and that opportunity. And so, you know, I was able to save so much money, um, from having that job and being able to pay for our wedding and just, you know, take care of our bills and all of that. Obviously Gabe had a job too. I'm not saying that, but it just helped a lot to have that second income. Um, and you know, right when we got married, like I was driving a, a 2002 Camry, um, that my dad and my grandma had bought me. Um, so because my old car, my first car had just died. It was a Mini Cooper, um, used old. And so I was driving the two, uh, 2002 Camry, which, you know, faithful car, like it, it was on its last leg for sure. But you know, Toyotas, they, they last forever. And it was, it, it had like, I don't know, maybe like 150,000 miles on it. <laughs> so it was just like, she was faithful. I think I called her Tammy or something. I, don't, I can't remember what I named her. Um, yes, I named my, I named my car because I just, I loved her. She, she got me through all of college basically. And now in my 
engagement season and dating season. And so anyway, I was driving that thing to, to my work and that like no shame in my game. You know, I was like, I don't have a car payment. Like, this is awesome. You know, like I don't have to pay. And my, my insurance was so cheap because it was such an old car, you know? And obviously, yes, like it would, like certain things would break here and there. And that, that kind of was annoying, but it was better to like have that once in a while instead of like a payment every month. But Gabe was like, you know what, we're getting you a new car. Like you're done being a teacher and, you know, driving to school in this, this, you know, old beater car, which I was like kind of sad to part with, but also I was like, yeah, like it'd be nice to have a, a, a newer, just like, you know, car that's not like the debt, it's impending death is not weighing on me, you know? Um, so anyway, we got, you know, we were able to get a new used car, but it's so nice. And it's the car I have now, Honda Accord, super reliable, it had like basically no miles on it. It was awesome. And so basically all of this to say, you know, from 2016, starting at Biola, receiving that scripture, that promise over my life of just, I'm going to seek your kingdom first, God. I'm going to seek everything you have for me and you're going to provide everything that I need. And just like through those four years, seeing God provide in big and small ways and making sure that I could get through, I could get my degree without having to struggle. I can, you know, I'm not starving. Like I'm, I'm able to eat. I'm able to have clothes. I'm able to have somewhere to sleep at night. And, you know, you have to, we all go through humbling seasons, you know, and that was a very humbling season for me, but I never went without. And, you know, I'm so blessed to have that. I had such a supportive family, but obviously, it was like God providing. And so, um, I never went without. And so even though I had to sacrifice to get that major and I had no idea how that would line up, you know, with a job or maybe not a job or ministry position or what, but I didn't have to know. I didn't have to know the details. All I knew was, God, I know I'm going to seek your kingdom and see what comes next. And so basically I had graduated and within the span of like literally like four or five months, I had a new apartment, uh, you know, a new job, like a career job, a, a wedding that we were able to pay for with my new job and a new car, like a used car, you know, but basically a new car you know, nice car, all in the span of like four or five months, God had provided all these things, uh, for me, added these things to me. And again, it like God provides what you need, not what you want, but then he goes above and beyond and gives us the desire of our heart because he's just so good. And I experienced that. And so I, it was such a testimony because, you know, 2020 was, such a hard year for everyone, but it was in that year that God decided to show off and really just provide all these things and make all these things possible, like us getting married and actually having a venue, which is a whole other story <laughs> in and of itself, but Gabe and I will share that story on here soon. Um, but all that to say, like, if you are, if, if you feel like God's calling you to something in your life, don't let provision 
and finances be a reason that holds you back from being obedient. Because it says right here, when you seek first his kingdom, you seek the call of God on your life, he's going to provide for your needs. So, and don't worry, you know, it's not a suggestion, it's a command. Jesus tells us, don't worry about your life, you know, because worry, he's saying, you have little faith, you know, basically saying like, you're trying to make it happen yourself, and you're not trusting God in the process, and, you know, take it from my story, um, you know, it took, obviously, it was years in the, in the process, but had I, like, you know, hesitated or just altogether refused to follow God's calling of changing my major and, you know, jumping into ministry and not knowing what what it would look like and how it would line up in the future. But God knew. He knew all the details. He knew everything that would happen. And he knew that he would, like, you know, there's so many little sayings like, uh, where God guides, he provides, or, you know, if it's God's will, it's his bill, you know, it's just like little funny things, but it's like, it's so true. It's like, how is God going to call you to something and not see it through, you know? And obviously it's not like, you know, he's not gonna like, don't think it's always going to be like, yeah, I have to have the newest phone or the cutest clothes or the nicest car or the, just the nicest things, you know, everything I want, you know, Christmas is coming up and you're thinking about what you want, but it's like when our priority has to be seeking God's kingdom first, not all the things we need first, because he knows what we need. So we have to trust him with that. So I just want to leave you with that encouragement. And I just pray that you feel encouraged by that testimony and, you know, really just proclaim that over your life and trust in him, you know? And so, um, Lord, just help us to trust in you. Help us to seek first your kingdom in everything that we do. Help us to to increase our faith, God, that you know all the things that we need. And maybe, and you know all the things that we want as well. But you will take care of our needs. And you also give us the desires of our hearts. But may we trust you to know that when we don't know how, when we don't know the details, when we don't know the timing, we don't know exactly all, all the ways that you're going to do it, Lord, but you do. You know the details. You know how it's going to come to pass. And so may we trust that instead of trying to make it happen on our own or provide for ourselves. God, you are our provider. You are a good father, and you don't abandon your children, but you are there for us, and you provide for us in everything that we need, Lord. So we pray this. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you were encouraged by this episode, please share with a friend, subscribe, and follow me on Instagram at Sanchez to stay up to date. Love you and see you next Monday.